Oops, is this working? Oh, I guess it is. Good, good. Always good to be back again. My wife and I just enjoy so much the traveling from Lucerne Valley, up the mountains, among the pines, the beautiful pines, to come up to your church here at Crestline. Today's very special. Kirsten and Clyde and I go back to Andrews University in the early 1960s, right? <laughs> there you go. So we have a lot of good memories that perhaps we'll be sharing a little bit later on. I want to share something with you. Let me get my Bible. Turn with me, if you would, to Revelation 13. I just want to use a verse as kind of a takeoff in our thoughts here today. And then I'll pass out a copy of the notes that I'm going to be actually reading from today. Revelation 13, verse 11. Something that I don't think I've ever heard a sermon on or an analysis of, but I'd like to plant a seed here this morning. And I beheld another beast coming up out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb. And I'm going to stop right there. In the Greek, the word for beast in Revelation 13 is therion. Therion means something savage, something horrible, something tyrannical. When this prophecy starts in Revelation 13, here in verse 11, when this beast emerges out of the earth, it emerges not as a peaceful beast, but as a horrible creature, a tyrannical beast. And I'm planting that seed because what I'm presenting here this morning, I'd like to have you keep that in mind. But there's something else that we just noticed that's very important in the context of the book of Revelation. This beast has lamb-like horns. It didn't say it was a lamb. It has lamb-like horns. And the lamb-beast imagery earlier in chapter 5 represents Jesus Christ. So here is a very ferocious kind of beast that's emerging out of this earth that is deceptive and pretending it is Christ-like. So it's in that context that I would like you to have, keep in mind a little bit as we go throughout some of the issues here this morning. And I wonder, Jamie, would you help me just pass out a copy of my notes? To each one. We have enough for everybody. Good, good. Thank you. Thank you so much. 
Paul's second letter to Timothy, he said, This know also, and thank you, Jedediah, for reading the scriptures. This know also that in the last days, perilous times shall come, 2 Timothy 3, 1. Not might come, but will come. The Net Bible and the NIV and ASV, difficult times, terrible times, grievous times. Jan Markle, a Messianic Jew that heads up the Olive Tree Ministries in the Twin City in Minnesota, observed that she has never thought she would ever see a day as now when a presidential administration would undermine our allies and fund our enemies in the Middle East. Transgender illegal immigrants would be prioritized over non-transgender. Non-vaccinated soldiers would be considered non-deployable. Many good people, Christians and conservatives, would be kicked off of Twitter when a Hamas leader is allowed to celebrate the bombing of Tel Aviv. The National Day of Prayer would be compromised in 2021, not allowed in the U.S. Capitol and God's name totally avoided by a U.S. president. Many Christians and even pastors are in complete denial that the whole COVID ordeal could easily usher in a beast system. She's an evangelical, but she has a very deep understanding of many of the prophecies, as it is an excellent conditioning of the people or the sheeple, she said. And I'll talk about that a little bit later. The popular term, my body, my choice, would not apply to the people who refused COVID vaccines. Conservatives and Christians in America and Canada would be assigned a second-class status, just like the Jews were in Germany. A large segment of Americans would fall for the biggest scam in history of the world, the so-called Green New Deal, if implemented, would bankrupt, really, the world. She continued, Incidentally, this lady at Olive Tree Ministries, she has an end-time prophecy seminar in Minneapolis, St. Paul. Upwards of 5,000 people fly in from all over the world to this seminar. And so orientation to end-time prophecy is right down her thinking. Many elite Americans would be more concerned about white supremacists or conservatives than Antifa or Black Lives Matter. Men transgendered as women would actually be allowed to transfer to women's prisons. That has happened in the last four weeks here in the state of California. Even though some may be dangerous sex offenders. I thought I understand delusions, she said, but this is the essence of that. A Canadian dad would be sentenced to jail for trying to protect his daughter from a transgender medical procedure. Government spending and debt in America would get out of control and every US citizen would have to pay $800,000 if they paid it off. When only 6% of Christians would hold to biblical worldviews, according to Barna, while 88% of Christians who do borrow from contradictory world beliefs. Employment would depend on taking the COVID vaccine, though still an experimental uh, procedure. Have we entered perilous times? 
Do you consider it a privilege to live in times like these, perhaps without being worried? We are currently seeing many events needed to morph into final end time prophecy, events that herald the end is near, Daniel's appointed time is approaching. Is something happening to America that is making this country change from its democracy and its truly lamb-like state into a beast that is horrible savagery? Keep that question in mind as we continue reading some of the issues that are occurring right now. Recall James' words, my brothers and sisters, consider it nothing but joy when you fall into all sorts of trials. And a question I'll keep asking as we go through here this morning, are you ready? That's rough work through to go through. Many are suffering because of unnecessary control of the government right now. Businesses have been closed. Wearing masks is often required. Food distribution is impaired. And perhaps the greatest of all, medicines that successfully treat COVID are blocked. A form of tyranny has crept into America. And who is trying or who is able to block it? What we are seeing right now is a warning of what we are introduced to by the earth beast in Revelation 13. I can only say as we go along here this morning, the end really is approaching. The cost of rejecting warning signs, several stories here this morning. It was at the beginning of World War I, stunningly. Germany had run several advertisements or warnings in New York Times. Warning of the British ocean liner Lusitania of its impending doom. The advertisement even extended over several weeks, including the morning Lusitania left the United States against advice. The British government also warned the captain of Lusitania to avoid areas around the British shore where German U-boats were active and that if they passed through the area, they should zigzag on their way. And the captain received more warnings as he actually entered those areas. But for some reason, he ignored them and even slowed the ship down. He also stayed too close to the shore and refused to zigzag, all of which made Lustiana the perfect target. The ship was torpedoed 1,195 people were killed. There were major warnings, and those warnings went unheeded. We have major warnings that Revelation 13 is about ready to be fulfilled from that one beast. Paul warned, Wherefore let him thinketh that he stand, take heed lest he fall, 1 Corinthians 10, 12. Be fully committed spiritually, the enemy is going to be firing torpedoes at you. We are beginning to be torpedoed with attempts to change this nation spiritually, destroy American democracy, and restrict its freedoms. Are you ready? How will you react? Do you have on the whole armor of God? For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and against powers, 
rulers of darkness of this world against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all, not partially, but all ready to stand. As recently as 1976, nearly 40% of Americans said the Bible was truly the word of God. Today, barely 25% have that conviction. It is popular to say it is a collection of fables, some history or tales penned by creative men. Powerful congressman Jerry Nadler fearfully said, the secularization of the United States society, the waning of religious faith, practice and affiliation is continuing at a dramatic and historically unprecedented pace. While many may consider such a development as a cause for concern, such a worry is not warranted. He's one of our leaders. This increasing godliness in America is actually a good thing, he said, to be welcomed and embraced. Are warning signs going up around us? The consequences of secularization when God is disdained is almost always repression. Then it has to embrace tyranny to hold the populace together. And that's exactly what the earth beast concept is when we deal with Revelation 13. Christ foresaw this state when he questioned, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth? Note recently in an op-ed piece in the Los Angeles Times came this thought, the organic secularization we are experiencing in the United States is a progressive force for good one that is associated with improved human rights, more protection for planet Earth, and increased sociocultural propensity to make this life as fair as possible, or as we can, in the here and now, rather than in the heavenly reward that fewer and fewer of us believe in. What is really happening in America is very fascinating. And it's happening in Protestant churches and maybe ours to some degree. And that is there's a move away from spiritual issues and greater and greater emphasis and cultural issues become paramount. When men purge God from his life, God will at some point publicize his warnings through his witnesses. And then his desolation process begins a terrifying phrase in the Bible, God gave them over, Romans 1. All hope is ceased. God finally let those in apostasy alone to be fully loyal to their own idols. Desolation is the ultimate curse and warning that God gives to planet Earth. Might that be a warning for us, some of the things that we are seeing? With right now, the fires in Greece, some of you may be aware of that a terrible earthquake hit Haiti this morning. They think thousands of people are dead because of this earthquake. I saw some of the pictures. It's terrible. How about the fires up in Northern California? The desolation. 
as of this morning, I look up under Cal Fire, 520,000 acres are burning and it's still not controlled. This echoes an Old Testament response that God made to the tribe of Ephraim. Ephraim is joined to idols. Let him alone. God gave them over. In the 12 divisions of the 144,000, the tribes of Ephraim and Dan are missing. In a unique study and seminar, they represent apostate Protestantism and Roman Catholicism, but I'll pass over that quickly. God had enough, unwilling to even use them as an end-time metaphor. Is it possible that the fires will... That's a little thought I was going to share is what I just said about the fires. Well, alarming and solemn to God's church is a predicted sifting that is going to come even to us. In the last solemn work for great men will be... In, few great men will be engaged... They are self-sufficient, independent of God, and he cannot use them. The Lord has faithful servants who is in the shaking, testing time will be disclosed to view. Another thought from Ellen White, the church may appear as about to fall, but it does not fall. It remains while the sinners in Zion will be sifted out. Where will you be at that time, which I believe is shortly ahead of us? The chaff separated from the precious wheat. This is a terrible ordeal. But nevertheless, it must take place. The shaking and the sifting will be God's mechanism to purify the church. Warning must now be heeded. Corrective action taken. That's what the seven church messages really are all about. Another study. The 2004 Indian Ocean tsunami, more than 230,000 people were killed, 500,000 were injured, and 1.7 million were left homeless in December of 2004 after a 9.2 magnitude earthquake caused a tsunami that affected 14 countries in Asia. The incident remains one of the deadliest natural disasters in recorded history. The death toll could have been less, however, had the warnings been heeded. The Pacific Ocean Tsunami Warning System called the embassies and government officials of several Asian countries after the earthquake and warned them that they risk a possible tsunami. Many countries ignored the warning, and even those that listened didn't take any tangible action. Many countries still ignored the threat when it hit their country and outlying coast, and yet they refused to warn the people in the inlying areas. In Indonesia, the sea receded several hundred meters after the earthquake, and that is a clear sign of an incoming tsunami. Virtually no one heeded that warning. Again, wherefore, let him that thinketh he standeth Take heed lest he fall, 1 Corinthians 10, 12. A tsunami of careless Christianity and atheism is sweeping America. We are advised to seek higher ground. A question as you see the tides of truth receding, are you ready to sound the alarm? It is more than Revelation 14. 
much more that we are going to be warning the world about. It includes a major focus on the unsealed book of Daniel and also Revelation 10 and 11. A secular God is arising. There continues to be illustrations that our government wants to function as a secular God. Starting in 2020, this desire accelerated when the COVID agenda, by creating fear, then control, which is a socialistic technique, with massive media and government misinformation, citizens of the United States and then the world were directed to quarantine if they tested positive. This reversed a public health dictum that you quarantine the sick and not a positive test. Blocking medicine known to successfully treat the virus and wearing masks did not show by, to be effective as this time, as of this morning, was mandated. And major PR began urging the messenger RNA vaccines. Christian author and theologian Jonathan Brittner, a very brilliant man, wrote of this time, the combination of fear and the great deception of our time have made vast numbers of people willing to submit to the government, which they now regard as their protector. As a result, they have willingly given up many of their rights and freedoms. The New World Order the ten horns of the beast of Revelation 13 and 17. He understood about that, which is distinctly begins in Revelation 17. Cannot exercise its dominion over people apart from their willingness to submit to the dictates of government. They trust for their well-being and health. People wear masks without questioning their effectiveness. In order for the elite to achieve their ultimate goal of a one-world government, they must convince people of the need for more government control over their lives. This explains the devotion to the contrived climate emergency and why they will not let go of the increased control over their lives that they have achieved through the COVID virus. All this is necessary for Revelation 13 to occur. End-time fulfillment of prophecy is now becoming more likely soon. Several months ago, secular Democrats, intriguingly abbreviated SDAs, submitted worrisome recommendations to the president. The government needs to restore a vision of constitutional secularism. That's not in the Constitution. How? In a 28-page crafted document, which is on the web, incidentally, they recommended push back any Christian nationalist movement, refrain from patriotism by eliminating the words God and country, void in God we trust and replace it out of many one, discontinue the Department of Justice's Religious Liberty Tax Force, Repeal the Religious Freedom Restoration Act, a 1992 law that has helped many, many Christian organizations. The godless elites are now having growing control of our country. White House, House and Senate, 
And these secularists are urging all leaders to stick it to people of faith to take away every aspect of religious freedom. In their sights are churches, ministries, and individuals who refuse to see God as a government. In 2016, out of the White House came this warning. People with deep-seated religious and cultural beliefs, cultural codes, and structural biases have to be changed. Force them to give up Christianity. This is a warning to us as Adventists to be prepared for a reorientation, which we really know is going to be happening, a redefining of our religious liberty here in the United States. With assumptions as to why you believe as you do, a question I would pose this morning, can you defend your positions and your beliefs? Do you have a faith that won't let you go? Are you ready? Everyone in this room will be required soon to defend their beliefs. Do you tend to put that preparation off? The preparation in the Bible is very unique. The seven churches are a unique set of preparation guidelines for individuals. Revelation 10 and 11 is how we prepare to be evangelists. Revelation 14 encompasses the message we will be giving. Another devastating warning, the Japanese bombing of Pearl Harbor drove the United States into World War II in the Pacific arena. Before the attack, Japan was known to be gathering intelligence on U.S. military and carrying out reconnaissance operations along the U.S. coast. In fact, now we know that there's many Japanese that actually landed up in the state of Washington. Three days before the attack, President Franklin Roosevelt was warned that Japan was going to stage an attack on U.S. soil. It went unheeded. Long before that time, General Mitchell, a former U.S. Army officer, had also warned that Japan would launch unexpected attacks on Hawaii, Alaska, and the Philippines without declaring war. The U.S. ignored all these warnings and was so confident Japan would never attack that they even put a young pilot who wasn't skilled in radar operations in charge of a key facility which monitored that part of the Pacific. When this pilot was informed by other radar observers that some large blips were on the radar screen, which could only mean that a massive air fleet was approaching, he told those operators not to worry. They didn't, and 2,459 servicemen died. Satan has continuous reconnaissance over everyone here this morning. He knows everything about us. Too often he successfully attacks, but God has given us warnings. If you please, God has given us precious radar warnings of approaching evil and problems and temptations. God's radar is warning us that large blips of laws and regulations curtailing Religious expressions are approaching also. How will you respond? Have you studied the excellent counsel of Ellen White that she has given about our loss to religious liberty and really how we should be responding? 
In accelerating moves, a distinct geopolitical agenda, the world under the leadership of the World Economic Forum, I trust that many of you are fully aware of this, is moving quickly to control and restrict every citizen. The International Monetary Fund, World Banks, Wells Fargo Banks, Bank of America, Amazon, Google, and the list goes on, including all major nations, are in full support of this agenda called the Great Reset. If you want to study about it, all you have to do is, in quotes, type the Great Reset in the internet. Fundamental liberties are to be surrendered to a centralized government. What does Ellen White talk about? What does the Bible talk about at the very end of time? The papacy will be in full charge of the world. She says that in several places. That will become a centralized government. Mass individual surveillance is on their agenda. Really, it has already partially been actuated by the internet use cell phones and what is written in emails. Those of you that may have iPhones, you're probably aware of what happened in the last few weeks that Apple has announced they're going to begin monitoring some things on individuals' iPhones. There will be limited ownership, even of property, like fascism during World War II. The mantra, and this is on the internet now being publicized, own nothing and be happy. Goal, full implementation before 2030. I just don't believe it's going to take that long. Calamities in Sunday laws will be reoriented, will reorient this agenda, but tyranny will already be in place. World leaders have been meeting annually in Switzerland to plan, discuss, and fantasize its implementation. The excuse of how to manipulate society came with COVID-19. Even, and it affected this church and all the churches in this conference, even worship venues have been altered at the behest of politicians. Benjamin Franklin said in 1755, those who would give us essential liberty to purchase a little temporary safety deserve neither liberty or safety. Most individuals globally have chosen to sacrifice liberty for alleged safety over the COVID-19 pandemic. They've been deceived. This is how liberty dies. That has been the ruse of the great reset that I mentioned momentarily ago, the New World Order, which the Bible and Ellen White discusses under a different name. Such government tyranny invariably begins with popular support, first by creating a crisis, then using the tactic of explicit surrender of liberties and freedoms in the name of safety and security. We are told, but it's only temporary. It's for the common good. These are extraordinary times. This will pass soon. It will be over soon, but it's just a little freedom we're giving up, however, it becomes permanent and controlling. These are the tactics that will bring us the Sunday laws at the end of time, which I, again, believe is very close for many reasons. A fascinating saga comes out of Israel, its health minister. Hezilebe said, we won't force people to take a vaccine. Israeli law doesn't allow for it. 
but they want the population vaccinated, as does the U.S. government. Government won't necessarily force you to take the vaccine, he continued, Amazon will, airlines will, banks will. You won't be able to buy or sell without the vaccine. Interesting, soon. We won't force you to have the mark of the beast, but you won't be able to buy or sell unless you do. Interesting, isn't it? The logic and the things that we're beginning to observe. But there will eventually come a time that coercion and punishment will be used, and that is outlined in Revelation 13. Last November, 2020, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and other privately owned sites deleted thousands of user accounts. Millions of people from all walks of life were accused of different forms of insurrection. Their personal opinions, online relationships, time and money vanished overnight. The message was clear. Dissent, as they and progressive defined it, will not be tolerated. That's one of the issues we, Jeannie and I are wondering about. We reach about 35,000 people every month with the work that we are doing. But most of that is by internet or by email. And we wonder, could something, a stroke of the decision of one of these different sites, perhaps shut down all the things that we are doing? We pray about that. This is a very incredible tool to reach around the whole world. And we are just praying to God that he will keep at least the Christian sites opened up to witness for him. We are getting very close to Revelation 17 and then 13. 17 comes in the Bible sequentially before 13. It is a major weapon in the arsenal of the globalist. The pattern of world dictators through history has been one of shaping the narrative, making sure that people hear only what the government says and limiting our freedom to respond. We can hear the echo from Isaiah, and judgment is turned way backwards, and justice standeth afar off. For truth is fallen in the streets, and equity cannot enter. Yea, truth faileth, and he that departeth from evil maketh himself a prey. And the Lord saw it, and it displeased him that there was no judgment, Isaiah 59. The Bible is warning us, not from radars, generals, engineers, human natural disaster warning systems, but from the intelligence center of the universe. Perilous times are ahead of us. Prophecy outlines much of the detail. In fact, far more detail than we as Adventists really talk about. The Bible makes clear how to get ready, personal commitment, a distinct knowledge base in our evangelism techniques. January 28, 18, correction, 1986, the Challenger Space Shuttle exploded over the skies of Florida while being watched by millions of people on the ground and on live television. The explosion was caused by the formation of ice around the shuttle's O-rings, which were used to separate the rocket boosters from the shuttle. There had been urgent warnings. This time they came from a Bob Eberling an engineer who worked in the company that produced the booster. 
He had warned that extremely cold weather would prevent the O-rings from sealing properly and would cause an explosion. He and other engineers requested that the shuttle launch be delayed until the weather was favorable. The delay was initially granted, but was later dismissed by executives who were under pressure to get the shuttle in the air. When Bob Eberling again warned one of the executives, the executives responded to him the challenger was not his burden to bear. The shuttle took off against insistence only to explode in midair in 73 seconds. Seven astronauts, one of whom was a teacher, who had won a seat in NASA educational program were killed in the accident. Our warnings today, we are soon to be launched into the universes on a great space journey, but there are warnings to be 100% ready. A familiar thought from Ellen White, when Protestants and churches shall unite with the secular power to sustain a false religion what is she talking about? We often think about Protestants will reach their hands across the Gulf, and that is true. But Ellen White, there's something that happens even before then. When they unite with secular power to sustain a false religion, for opposing which ancestors endure the fierce persecution, when the state shall use its power to enforce the decrees and sustain the institutions of the church, then, at that time, will Protestant America have formed an image to the papacy, and there will be a national apostasy which will only end in natural ruin. To reach that final ruin, a series of unheeded warnings has to come to America. Early in this deep state redriven executive authority, the president openly recommitted to reverse the work of America great again. America quickly aligned with Europe's globalist reset agenda, rapidly moving to support the world's new Green Deal, and began flooding America with non-tested, undocumented immigrants. This rapid change alarmed 120 retired military generals in a joint letter posted online called At the Federalist. They noted, our nation is in deep pearl. The United States may not survive this attack on the Constitution. What was the text we read earlier? Jediah read, perilous times are ahead of us. A stunning web page created by the Family Research Council shows that more than half of the executive actions that have been taken in the last six months have had one fearful focus, to undermine life, family, and religious freedom, freedom traditionally honored in America. I'm not going to read through that list there. If you just turn your page to... Page 13, a couple more pages. I don't know how many people here get Adventist Layman Ministries magazine. It comes out of northern Idaho. I 
recommend that you get it. If you don't, it's free, it's wonderful. Recently, they had an article reviewing what Nelson Black's book, When Nations Die, looking at the premonitory events before a nation's fall. Increase in lawlessness, loss of economic discipline, rising bureaucracy, decline in education, weakening of cultural foundations, loss of respect for traditions, intolerance of materialism, a correction, increase of materialism, rise in immorality, decay of religious beliefs, devaluing of human life. This nation, layman's ministry concluded, and I share it with you with, with the same conclusions here this morning, has aligned itself now with these characteristics. There are warnings, E.G. White noted, troublous times are right ahead of us. The signs of the times reveal that the day of the Lord is soon to come. The powers of earth are stirred with an intensity from beneath, and the Lord sends to his people the warning, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. And take heed to yourself, lest at any time your hearts be overcharged with cares of this life, so that day come upon you. And how horrible that would be unawares. No prophecy, only a fraction of Daniel and Revelation really has been taught so far. Mrs. White warned again that the remnant are not prepared for what is to come on planet Earth. Stupidity, like lethargy, seemed to hang upon the minds of most of those who profess to believe that we are having the last message with awful solemnity. Get ready, get ready, get ready, for the fierce anger of the Lord is soon to come. His wrath is to be poured out unmixed with mercy, and ye are not ready. Rend the heart and not the garment. In times like these, we need a savior. In times like these, we need an anchor. Be very sure, be very sure, your anchor holds and grips the solid rock. This rock is Jesus. Yes, he's the one. This rock is Jesus, the only one. Be very sure, be very sure, your anchor holds and grips the solid rock. In times like these, we need the Bible. In times like these, oh, be not idle. Be very sure, be very sure, your anchor holds and grips the solid rock. This rock is Jesus, the one, the one. This rock is Jesus, God's only son. Be very sure, be very sure, your anchor holds and grips the solid rock. Shall we pray? Our Heavenly Father, as we weigh and peruse through the issues that are happening to this country and actually around the whole world,
we can come to no other conclusion that the time of the end has come upon us. And Lord, when we think about that, there's so much preparation to be ready for your coming. There's preparation for us individually. There's preparation for us to defend the word. There's preparation for us to have a message that will bring convicting truths to planet Earth. And Lord, here we are this morning in great need. I pray for each individual here that there will be a craving and a desire to put out their anchor and grip the solid rock that we might be unmoved by the things that are occurring. Father, we invite your Holy Spirit. We beg of you for that at this time as we bring this meeting to a close in Jesus' wonderful and precious name, amen.